Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Hope you're all doing well. If you're new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out the channel. If you're someone who's been here before, thank you for showing up again. Let me just ask that after watching the video, if you find you enjoyed it or learned something, please do me a favor and smash the like button and subscribe to the channel. And if you want to support the work I do, please consider a Patreon subscription. I'll leave a link in the description. Now, let's dig in. In the case of the state of Idaho versus Brian Koberger, more motions from each side, the prosecution and the defense, continue to float across Judge John Judge's desk. Lata County prosecutors are now asking the judge for additional time to address the 24 issues that Koberger's defense team raised in an attempt to get their client's indictment thrown out. Some of the defense's allegations against the state include grand jury bias, inadmissible and insufficient evidence and prosecutorial misconduct. When the prosecution filed their motion for additional time, they let it slip that the defense's sealed memo with the 24 issues is 109 pages long. So that's a very long document that the state will need to go over very carefully. The state is also saying that to fully respond to the 24 issues, and to fully understand the context of them, they will also have to read the entire grand jury transcript. And we don't know how long that is, but I'm sure it's pretty long. The state is currently scheduled to respond to the defense's 24 issues by August 30th and to present their arguments in a hearing with the judge on September 1st. But now the prosecutors are saying they're not going to be ready by those dates and they're asking for an extension of two weeks. The state has said that they can have their response ready for the defense by Wednesday, September 14th. This would mean that the hearing in court with the judge to discuss it all would be pushed out from September 1st to September 22nd. I heard Peter of The Lawyer You Know say that two extra weeks for the prosecutors to prepare seems like a reasonable amount of time. However, he also pointed out that all of this will equal almost a month-long delay. Koberger's lawyer, Ann Taylor, wants all of these motions settled before a new trial date is set. So even though Koberger waived his right to a speedy trial, the clock is still ticking in many ways. Peter speculated that maybe the reason Koberger and his team waived his right to a speedy trial last week is because they knew the prosecutors were going to need additional time to go over these 24 issues as well as the entire grand jury transcript. And maybe they're counting on one or more of those 24 issues to get the judge to toss out Koberger's indictment. The defense also filed a motion to keep cameras out of the courtroom for the remainder of the proceedings, meaning from here on out through the trial and sentencing. So the defense is claiming that the press has failed to obey the court's directive, which was made on June 27th, to not exclusively photograph and record Brian Koberger and to focus instead on wide shots of the courtroom. They are further claiming that images and recordings taken of Koberger in court may interfere with his right to a fair trial. 
His lead attorney, Ann Taylor, attached some pictures to the motion as examples of images focused on Koberger that were taken from the court hearing footage. Taylor and company are saying the photos were used in articles that were, quote, blatantly sensationalistic and prejudicial headlines and content. Because of this, they want the cameras kicked out of all future proceedings. So it sounds like the camera people or person in the courtroom, at least in the defense's mind, have been filming Koberger too much, and people have been able to grab images from the recorded footage and use them in the media, including social media. The defense is saying some people on social media who are not bound by journalistic integrity and who have an even greater reach than traditional media are using sensationalistic headlines that could influence the potential jury pool in Idaho and make it nearly impossible for Koberger to find fair, impartial, and unbiased jurors. Apparently, Koberger's fly was down at some point, and people in the media were commenting on it. I must have missed that. I can tell you this, the last place that I'm looking on Koberger is his crotch. I tend to stare at his face and try to figure out his facial expressions. I have zero interest in the crotch. The defense also feels the cameras pointed on them and Koberger are distracting and they're fearful that documents that are meant to only be seen by them could be visible to the camera. The judge has not yet ruled on this motion. Some people are saying they believe he will rule that cameras should not be in the courtroom. And this is because of his previous admonitions to keep them off of Koberger. It's possible that the judge will make a ruling about this during the September 1st hearing if they keep that date for that hearing. But of course, cameras in the courtroom can also be beneficial to Koberger because they force the lawyers and judge to play by the rules and offer a way for the public to help monitor the judicial system. The Sixth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution guarantees an accused person the right to a public trial and is aimed at creating transparency, fairness, and accountability. I think it's safe to say that Brian Koberger's trial will not take place in 2023 and will likely occur in 2024. So that's my synopsis of the latest happenings in the state of Idaho versus Brian Koberger. I hope it helps. I'll stay tuned to see what else goes down before that September 1st hearing, which is basically right around the corner. And I'll see you next time on Bed Crime Stories. I hope each and every one of you has a great day.